Welcome to this introduction to Holy Rosary Parish, where Father Martin Vallely was appointed pastor in May 2016. Ordained to the priesthood in 1980, he has ministered to various parishes throughout the Roman Catholic Diocese of Hamilton. He came to our parish following a sabbatical year which included studies and travel in Rome. Parishioner Tom Duran recently sat down with Father to ask him his impression of our parish and his hopes and plans for the future. So, Father, um, in the first few months since you arrived at Holy Rosary, um, what were the, your first impressions of our parish, and what perhaps surprised you the most? Oh, well, of course, uh, you know that I came to this parish from having been, over a period of more than 20 years, the pastor of two very, very large and very young parishes in the diocese. And um, when I understood that I was going to be coming here, there are a few things I knew about Holy Rosary. Um, I certainly knew about its relatively recent pastors going all the way back to the 1970s. Um, I knew that it was a relatively smaller parish and certainly therefore um, maybe what we might call a bit more on the compact side from the point of view of ministry, which I thought was really maybe appropriate for this time in my life. And I knew that it had a very good history. It was a parish that was well appreciated. But perhaps the thing that I was the most delighted by, if I can make maybe the use of that word, is that it was an extraordinarily active parish. Uh, many of the people in it were in fact retired, many of them widowed and so on, but very, very active in the community and very vital. And it was a parish that was not just kind of quiet and sitting there where people came in and went out and weren't involved, but rather was a place that was truly alive. And this really really pleased me and to some degree surprised me. I wasn't completely sure that's what I would be, would be finding. What were some of those hopes, maybe aspirations, maybe even concerns of some of the members of the parish? Sure. Some of the um, expression of desires and needs was more coming out once I started to have very significant meetings with groups and organizations and in particular with our parish's pastoral advisory council, where I quickly became aware that it was a community where people were always looking for how they could do more. And so they wanted to have more building up of community, more outreach to the poor and to those who are struggling and in need. And there's all kinds of that outreach already going on, but the desire to have even more still of this. And there was an understandable concern, as there still is, about the future of the parish community. As we all know, um, it sometimes is difficult to find the younger generations becoming as engaged in the life of the church and of the parish as had been in the past. And there was a concern about wanting to get more people to experience friendship with Christ, 
life in the church, coming back to church, coming to church. That was a need that was certainly being articulated. But it was good to know that I was dealing with a community of people who weren't sort of, eh, well, what can you do? Let's forget about it sort of thing. Sooner or later, we'll all just die off. I mean, that's what I consider very, very old and tired thinking. And I did not find that here. It was, what can we do about it? And how can we make things uh, more attractive and more real for more people for the future? And in the process, be the kind of sign and value for the church that then means that it will draw others and, and, and that the parish and the church will be seen as, as truly relevant for today and for tomorrow. So those were some of the things that were beginning to really emerge as we had the kinds of conversations, especially at the level of the Pastoral Advisory Council, that ultimately led to us doing um, an actual out-and-out survey and a big town hall meeting and further discussions and sub-discussions among various groups in order to begin to shape together a sense of where we stand and where we're headed as a parish. What are our biggest needs right now and how can we, you know, step by step begin to make reality out of those dreams? Uh, an older demographic here, but uh, I'm assuming what you found is, what you, you're telling us, is that you, you found the parishioners to be incredibly energized by what they feel is as important pieces here at the parish that need to be, exactly. need to be addressed. I always am concerned if a parish becomes old. What I mean by old is old and tired thinking, as I've already alluded to where you're sort of taking the attitude of, oh, well, nothing's ever going to change and we don't believe in having anything be done any differently from the way it's ever been done around here. And, you know, that kind of, oh, we don't want to branch out or reach out or dream or hope for anything. It becomes a very negative, very inward turning, kind of self-referential, as Pope Francis would say, mentality about what it means to be a community and to be church. And naturally, I wondered whether that might be the case, but discovered very quickly that it was not, both by the enthusiasm of the people in general, but also by their enthusiasm and openness once it came to actually talking concretely about what would you like to see happen? What are the dreams and the hopes? How can we respond? How can we advance? They wanted to engage the discussions and they wanted to contribute in a direct positive way to furthering that outreach. And there is no way that we could go forward if that were not the attitude. But having the dream and the desire, you can run with that. You can go with that. You can accomplish things with that. Right. Well, you've alluded to the fact that it takes a lot of a lot of folks to, to, to be involved and to be engaged and have the right attitude. Uh, you've got the Catholic Women's League. You've got uh, the Knights of Columbus. You've got the Parish Pastoral Council that you, that you uh, got. How, how do you see their role and their involvement in the parish in terms of just creating that spirit of not only welcoming but, but energizing people, as you've already alluded uh, to that? How do you see them kind of functioning in the, in, in the parish? 
Well, of course, the first way in which any of the aforementioned groups of the St. Vincent de Paul Society, uh, prayer groups, any of this kind of thing, the first reason for being very hopeful because of what these people are is that they instinctively know that a community spirit itself generates energy. The very fact that they come together, have ideals that are shared, support one another, and are inviting is itself very extraordinarily important. And it means that energy is generated even just by the very fact of the coming together. And they support one another in good and in painful times in individual and family lives, as well as having networks of association with other similar such organizations that are in other parishes and in the broader community itself. And to my way of thinking, all this kind of activity and much else besides involving various organizations and groups has what we would call an evangelization thrust to it because you are going out and bringing the gospel, bringing what Jesus is all about to the places and the people where the need exists. And when you do that, seeds get planted and response gets built. But it just strikes me that as tiring as the work can often be, and it's all volunteer work, obviously, that everybody's doing here. It's all volunteer work. It's all ministry and service. As tiring as it can sometimes be, especially when you are an older person, you know, uh, they seem to be energized by it. They're just as eager to head out to the next thing that needs to be done as they were to the one before. And that consistently goes for the various organizations and the various ministries that, that I observe. People here are generous, they are outreaching, but they also seem to instinctively know that what they're doing is bringing Christ into a situation. And when that happens, among other things, you're enriched, not just the one you serve but you yourself are enriched. You bring Christ and now you discover he's all that much more within you, enlivening you. Do you have a, a, a maybe a, a clearer idea as to what the vision for this parish should be, is or should be, and maybe how we're going to get there and how that's going to develop over time? Mm -hmm. Oh yes, um, absolutely. One of the things that came out of the process of consultation was a presentation to the community of what had been thrashed out at the Pastoral Advisory Council as a kind of vision slash mission statement and way forward. What then emerged for the sort of goals, and one of them, of course, is evangelization with a particular emphasis on those who are so often hidden or not neglect or are neglected or not responded to as they ought to be, whether it be younger families, children, youth, the poor, this kind of thing. But the bottom line is 
proclaiming the gospel message and with a desire to drawing people into the life of faith. A second would be how to enhance our worship experience and our experience of growth as a community anyway. Um, so that those whom you draw in have something to come to, have something that is going to entice them to stay. And so, you know, some of that's very simple things like having social events more frequently where people just are given the opportunity to get to know one another and this kind of thing. And some of it involves what we do in terms of our worship, what we do in terms of our physical plant and how we're able to, uh, you know, enhance especially with contemporary technology, the sorts of educational offerings that we would make and this kind of thing. And that leads actually into the thought of uh, the third, you might say, element, which was communication. There was a discovery that our communication approaches and methods needed to be updated and enhanced so that more people are aware of what's happening, aware of what's available to them, able to have materials that they can see and look at and, and, and ways of communicating with each other so that they can recognize that the supports are there. The fourth element, you might say, had to do with the outreach, but particularly under the title of compassionate care outreach. Uh, deep concern for those who get forgotten in a parish, whether they be the sick, the elderly, the confined, uh, whether it be those who are poor. You know, you so often find, and every parish goes through this, that something happens and people say, well, I didn't even know who that was. I didn't know they existed. I didn't know that that need was even there until it almost by accident surfaced. So there's a striving to bring better coordination to compassionate care outreach approaches and better and more healthy um, support for those who engage in that. Just to give one example, we are developing a spiritual program and sort of sharing program for anyone who's engaged in compassionate care outreach to the sick and the confined, whether it be those who officially do that in ministry on behalf of the parish, going to our nursing homes and bringing communion, or whether it be those who are caring for their own elderly and needy at home, um, so that people have a sense of a support for one another, and an opportunity to see what they're doing as truly connecting with their growth of their life in Christ. And so as we prepare for the diocesan capital campaign and the raising of monies, we have already been informing the parish community, these are our goals, these are the strategies, these are the things that have been worked on, here's what's been accomplished so far, here's what still needs more development. And some, not all, but some of that development obviously requires money. 
in order to fashion human resources to be of ministerial support and various material resources as well that can be of use. And our capital campaign participation has fit in quite nicely uh, with the various aspects of the process we've already been going through in the last couple of years because now we are seeking to raise monies in order that we can bring some of those dreams to reality in a much fuller and richer way. But to have those who would be asked to contribute to be already on board because in effect we're saying we're asking you now to give sacrificially to the life of your parish in order that it may accomplish what you already said needs to happen. These things were not my idea. They weren't a small group's idea. They were your idea. You said these were the needs. You said these aspects of our parish's life needed to be developed and to grow. Therefore, let's get onto it from every perspective that we possibly can, including the financial resources necessary to do that. But all of it is in service of making sure that the gospel message gets proclaimed. All of it is in service of a higher goal. What is it we want to be? Not even so much what do, want, what do we need, but what do we want to be and to become? And we're on a journey to accomplish that. But I believe I have a parish community that knows that. We know that we're on a journey and we know that we can't sit still because we've got work to do to build God's kingdom and to bring this to fulfillment. And, and, and we're willing and ready to do that. Father Martin, thank you very much for your thoughts. Uh, it's been much appreciated. just delightful to talk with you. And uh, I really, I love Holy Rosary Parish. I am so glad and so honored to be its pastor. And uh, have been now for three years, looking very much forward to many years to come in order to see a lot of these dreams come to fruition and to continue to experience the graciousness and the, and the beauty of the people of this community and what they are and what they are doing and can do. It, uh, it means an awful lot to me and I know that Jesus is very much alive here and Mary, our mother and our patroness in the parish, is protecting us and leading us always to fulfill the will of her son. We hope that our presentation has moved you to embrace Holy Rosary a little closer as your spiritual home, a home where we worship God together and share his love among fellow parishioners, neighbors in the community, and those in need of God's mercy. And please know how deeply valued are your prayers, your participation in parish organizations and ministries, and your ongoing generous response to appeals for assistance, especially in the work of caring for those in need near and far. May God richly bless you and those you love and draw you ever closer to his heart through your caring membership in the body of Christ in Holy Rosary Parish, Burlington.